If you need to record a podcast remotely, Riverside.fm is the place to do it. Alex and I have been making Two Dudes Watch cartoons remotely across states, pretty much across the continental U.S. for three years (laughs) now. We've tried several, several things, and this is what works best, honestly. Zoom turned out terrible. We used a couple other ones that we paid for that turned out terrible. You're looking at the interface right now. I think I'm doing the screen record correctly. Riverside has made doing this podcast as easy as possible. Riverside FM. Head to the link in our bio to get started. That's Riverside.fm. Today. 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 <laughs> hey, watch this episode on YouTube. Do better. Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that is us, watch cartoons. This is actually a special bonus episode because today we're not watching something animated. We are talking about a live action series. My name is Evan. My name is Alex, and we are joined by a very special guest, our good friend Tommy D. Tommy is here. And and I will be king of the podcast. I will make sure that I will... Uh, never be dethroned, and I will sail these mm. open uh, wavelengths uh, of the internet seas. Perfect. Great lead-in. You know, mm-hmm. it is a bonus episode. We're kind of talking something animated today. We're talking Netflix's live-action One Piece series. Evan takes big... I, I'm okay with animated-adjacent properties. We've done CGI yeah. in the past. We've counted, so... I, I mostly wanted to play the the, ver- the theme, uh, theme song variation, but and the maybe theme song I can still sick. number it. As a flagship episode, I don't know. There's no rules. There's no Whatever. rules. Yeah, yeah there's sure. no rules, baby. Um, okay, let I I want to. As always, I like to, uh, I like to go through like how we got here. What, what all our experiences is with One Piece as a property? Because at this point, One Piece as a property is covering so much media. There's a manga. There's an anime that has over a thousand episodes of over i like i i i know that sounds so large and daunting but like i want to put it in perspective like how large that is like the closest other anime i can think of like wraps up at like 550 and that's with a shit ton of filler too so it's what, what anime is that naruto naruto okay fair enough I, I i and so like that's half of what one piece has so one piece as a whole thing is a, a Goliath in the, in the in the mm-hmm. media anime world, and now Netflix has a great live uh, anime adaptation. So let's uh let's, we'll start with our guest here, Tommy. Walk us through wh- when did you first hear of One Piece? When did you start? Wh- how did this all uh, come about for you? Because now you're wearing a straw hat sweatshirt. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, I knew of One Piece in the same way I knew of Naruto growing up. I thought they were just, like, a thing people did, but, like, I was already the superhero nerd. I didn't need to add, like, more to my plate in, like, high school. And so, like... specialize. Yeah. (laughs) And so I stayed away from it all. I didn't know this live action was a thing. I didn't know any of this was coming out until it dropped on Netflix. And I went, oh, this looks interesting. And I'm like, I've always been interested in One Piece. I put it on. I get obsessed with it. Uh, my fiance also starts. He's not an anime person in any means. Like read the Full Metal man- manga, but then didn't do any other anime, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. loved it too. And now 
I went deep, boys. Like I'm, I'm into <laughs> One Piece. Like I think I'm, I He's think I'm furthest. in episode eight. Yeah, I'm on episode eight hundred. Uh, starting okay. after watching the live action, it's 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 got me. It's got me hooked. There's yeah. good and bad at all it, hours of the day. <laughs> as I sleep, I just like import it into my brain. Uh, hey, so that's my if journey. I, could, I would, you know, I love that for you because that's that's how. I mean, so. That's essentially where I am. I'm just way behind you. So I had, growing up, being a huge anime fan, One Piece was always something that interests me. So many people were like, you'll love One Piece. And it's I, I've, like, tried to start One Piece several times throughout my, my adolescence, adulthood. Just could never click with me. You know, the anime in particular, there's some slow points. There's a lot of old-school anime tropes that just weren't clicking for me at whatever age. And... Just the daunting task of being like, wow, there's 800 episodes. Now there's 900. Now there's 1,000. Like, it just never mm -hmm. seemed doable to me. So when the live action came out, I said, this is this is my time. I'm going to get into One Piece finally. I was like, I, I know I can, but I'm going to be honest. I was blown a bit away by the live action. I, I've got a lot of exciting things to say about it. But now I have reached episode 130. I've just finished the Alabasta arc. So I, I, I feel like uh, I'm I well behind Tommy. Yeah, but I'm I'm on the journey, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I got to catch myself. I know too much. That's my biggest thing is like, <laughs> we'll I'm good. always like, okay, what happened here? We're not going to, yeah, oh, just a disclaimer. We're not going to spoil anime stuff. We will talk live action. Maybe at the end we might talk a little anime stuff, but also Evan talk, and I don't want yeah. Tommy to spoil us. So True, true Yeah, true. we're not going to be going deep in depth, and we're not going to be giving, like, spoiler spoilers without any sort of warning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am, uh, pardon the pun, in the same boat as you two. Uh, I was, you know, familiar with One Piece as a property. I, I still remember, like, maybe in middle school buying a copy of Shonen Jump. Yeah. I would flip to the Dragon Ball or the Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> that, like, that's what I grew up on and have never watched the anime. Um, and yeah, so, like, when the, the live action was announced, the trailer dropped. There was so much hype around it. I was like, oh, I didn't know people were into this like Whoa. that. And so it piqued my curiosity a little bit. But I do want to say it being a, an anime adaptation, uh, my expectations weren't high. So I I don't want to say like it was maybe a little bit of shot for it. I was like, oh, these poor these poor souls, like they're going to yeah. be so <laughs> let down. Um, Tommy's and, a little new to, to the proven wrong. Tommy's a little new to the anime game in general. Mm. This has got to be your first live action adaptation of an anime. Am I am I correct, Tommy? Yeah, and I like I even I didn't even touch the Avatar live action movie. So like I really <laughs> like when it comes to like anything adjacent to that stuff. Mm -hmm. I I knew JoJo. I I knew vaguely it's, that some of them were bad and like it flopped again. All of them. Yeah. There's a, there's this, a Death Note one that Netflix did. There's the JoJo. There's they did a Dragon Ball Z movie back in the day. They're all god awful. And so that is that's the thing this One Piece live action adaptation had to overcome was just dog shit reputation of live action adaptations. And after watching the One Piece one, and obviously we're all very high on it. We very much liked it. We were very much surprised by how good it actually was. I think I've nailed down the difference as to why these other ones failed, and it is solely because the person who made this One Piece live action loves anime. They don't, they're not trying to take this fantasy world and be like, let me bring this to the real world, and like, That's they'll true. cut out the crazy character designs, or the weird hair color, or like, what, what, I need to make this more realistic and in the real world. No, it's a fantasy world. 
I want the crazy fucking character designs. I want some of the shit that doesn't make sense all the time. That's part of like the person who made this clearly has such a love and joy and, and respect for one piece that you just don't see in live action adaptations. Yeah. I have a, I have a slightly different theory, but what is yours? Um, I think one piece is the perfect storm of, of tone of camp, um, of fantasy like these elements combined you think it's make it translate well because maybe last year we had Cowboy Bebop, uh, one of the most lauded uh, anime series of all time. It's like a cool, like it's just like a suave anime, yeah. and then you you get to the live action Netflix series, and it's like it's campy, it's it's a little wonky, too, too and, campy. Yeah, and like just tonally, the the transition didn't didn't work in death note i never watched the live action but i imagine there's maybe some tonal things but it all works in this like this campy goofy silly one piece world i don't know it, it's yeah. fantastic that's part of it and i think i'm like i'm like goldilocks i'm in the middle of both of you i, I think it's combo i think uh the world pirates is very manageable people love pirates of the caribbean mm. growing up pirates is something you can True. attach to and it doesn't feel anime like uh and the world feels very you know me and uh, briz have talked about like it feels like D&D. It's that camaraderie there. And then the attachment of the creator, Oda, was so heavily involved in yeah. this uh, show. And it shows there's so many Easter eggs. Even if they cut out certain characters, there's references to them in the show all over. And uh, the heart of the, the, the show carries through, which is like following your dreams uh, and caring about your friends, like un unapologetically loving each other and and helping each other pursue your dreams gosh it's yeah that old, it's that old uh tiktok meme it was maybe 2020 or 2021 the indomitable human spirit i don't know if y'all remember <laughs> that but um before we uh, go further into the series uh tommy you mentioned uh the creator real quick uh of one piece uh, ichiro oda and i want to run through some of these stats i'm seeing on the wikipedia about one piece the manga series in 2015 and 2022 one piece set the guinness world record for most copies published for the same comic book series by a single author it was the best-selling manga for 11 consecutive years from 2008 <laughs> to 2018 and is the only manga that had an in initial print volumes of above 3 million continuously for more than 10 years. And you just can't argue yeah. those numbers. Like, yeah. that's, and I think that's one thing is I never was like, oh, I hate One Piece. Like, I was, like, when I, growing up, for me, it was always just like, I don't know, I can get into it at this point. I think it's, I'm too, I, I think it's too far gone. And so for me, the live action was such a great intersection. And you know, before we get into like the real meat and potatoes, I'll, I'll, I'll start us off with my hot take. Sure. I think I think the live action is better than the anime. I think the live oh, action okay. streamlines everything that the anime is sure. trying to get across. Whereas sometimes you have those episodes where you're like, no, not a whole lot really progressed this episode. It was a lot of gags and the anime has a lot of yelling at each other and a lot of this, mm. that, whatever. Like, I, I genuinely think, it, like Tommy said, like with his with his fiance, you can get non-anime lovers into the show. I, I feel it in my bones. I, I don't have examples or proof, but this is like just mm -hmm. a good TV I mean, show. We're, th my... we're three examples. I mean, we're, we're three, not, not. Yeah, we're, we're not, not the tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but no, I think you're hitting on something that's important of like, I think both are great. I think the anime suffers a little bit from the time. Uh, the the sure. time period was a different time in anime where now you have like My Hero where it is a little bit more streamlined. There's not as much filler episodes to catch up with the manga and stuff. I also think the live action benefits from 
the manga is so far ahead, they can now see things that they weren't yeah. doing before. They can focus yeah. in. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That's just a remnant or, or a, a factor or symptom of, of what the Netflix adaptation is, is it's an adaptation True. and it's meant to, to boil down sort of the best parts. Um, uh, one of our one of the friends of the pod, Gary, we were talking to him because uh, he is also a little bit further than Alex and I in the anime series. And we're like, have you checked out the live action series? And he was like, it's not for me. Like, you know, I get what it's for. And, and he brought up this point that like these live ad action adaptations are meant to be a bridge between a casual or non anime audience and potentially draw people in to uh the the anime or the manga series and i think we're sort of like i i i understand that perspective because we're sort of living examples of that like we, we were not fans or watching the anime series and it has pulled us in from the live action series to go check out the source material and i think you know i respect gary for saying that because he's he's a big anime watcher you know he's got a crunchyroll subscription i don't uh but um you know, I, I think I am sort of that target audience. I, I generally enjoy anime. I'm familiar with the, the bigger names uh, in in the, the medium. But, like, this live action really pulled me in, g gave mm -hmm. me, it, it, like, wrapped it up nicely for me to understand why people are crazy about this franchise. So we're comparing the live action anime uh, and the anime. Alex said he prefers the live action. If you had to, if you had to, only go up to Arlong Park where season one ends. Which version would you take? And I think that's that's a key comment. That's a key comment to say up to Arlong Park. Park. <laughs> okay. I, I think, man, the anime gets pretty good, guys. Uh, but <laughs> that all being said, I do think the live action up to Arlong Park takes away Arlong Park and the anime. They're very low level. They're very like just getting into it, and so that at times it can feel a little like what are we doing here? They get Luffy lost just to get him lost so that they can expand it all. And so I think the live action cuts a lot of that down. I think it gets to the heart of who these characters are. I think like a big change we'll talk about is like Sanji's backstory. It, it was, they went back to the manga version. Uh, and so like, I love that. I think that was way better than what the anime did. <laughs> and so I think I would have to lean that I do prefer the live action, but I also agree that I think it's, it's too different. Like, I think you can't just watch the live action and be like, ah, oh, I understand One Piece because I think it's 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 a smaller palatable version mm -hmm. of One Piece. For sure. Also think you should watch it and give it a chance. I don't think being stubborn helps anyone. I think Gary would very much love it. And here's my point also is the reason I thought so highly of this is new people coming to it love it, us three. People who have seen all of the anime love it. People who have seen some of the anime love it. Everyone who gives it a chance loves it. So moving on, I think that been very peeved about this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a it's a show he loves. Why wouldn't he want to check it out? I'm sorry. Okay, like okay. So let's get into the characters. I absolutely love this style of picking up new characters as the show goes along. We don't see this a ton in in many properties. But it really makes the world be like, ooh, is this going to be a new person on their crew? Yeah. I am typically not a fan of when a series takes a while to put the band together. But because I'm not familiar with One Piece, I didn't know how many people were going to join the crew. I was like, oh, it's Luffy and Zoro. This is yeah. fun. And then yeah. you get a couple more along the way. I really enjoyed that. That's what I'm saying is I feel like, yeah, it's not normal, but I loved it. 
Yeah, and it felt organic. It wasn't like, all right, I got to go to this shop and yes. hire all these crew members. It's like it. He organically just pulled people in. If he vibes, it's basically just does Luffy like you? Yeah, I guess you're probably going to become part of his crew. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great because it's very like, I don't know how to put it. Like. I don't know, meeting a whole new character, getting their backstory, like, that shit's fun. And so the fact that they're kind of sparsing it out for us is, uh, it's nice. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I will say the first maybe two, or maybe just first episode, I was still a little skeptical. I wasn't fully bought in yet until, like, the tone at first didn't really jive with me. And then I was like, this is what the show is. It is lighthearted. It is earnest and optimistic mm. and not in an ironic way and i think most things you most media we encounter is ironic it's a little wink and a nudge it's a marvel quip this or that and like this is just full-heartedly optimistic follow your dreams be friends till the end i was like okay i can appreciate that it is through and through an anime mm. in that way yes you're very much questioning at first like What's up with Luffy? Why, oh, you know what I mean? You're almost like, I don't know, what's going on? But once you understand, like, oh, he, he's being, like, very, very sincere, it, it sort of shifts your perspective a bit. The naivete. It's yeah, it's almost like when Zoro and Nami get on board, and in, in, I think it's episode two at the end, it's almost mm. when I started to get on board. It was like, yeah. oh, okay, now I'm seeing, you know, when Zoro's giving that speech of, like, I don't have to believe in Luffy, he believes in himself. I'm like, yeah, I do too. I believe in you, Luffy, like... Uh, and I think yeah. that's genius in that way that it like kind of did work it. I do think the first couple of, the first episode especially is a little clunky and like trying to figure out the dialogue, taking anime dialogue and trying to make it work in in this world. But once it's sailing, we're cruising down the grand line. Mm -hmm. um, Monkey I D. Luffy, main character of the show, has uh, eats the devil fruit. He wants to be king of the pirates. Has stretchy powers, played by Inaki uh, Godoy, flawlessly, fantastically. Without he him, I don't this... think it works. I agree. Yes, totally agree. Because he has this really hard job of balancing Luffy's, like, total idiocy with being like, no, I'm the captain, like, friends first. Like, he really toes the line of just being a hungry, dumb idiot like the anime and, and being like, no, I'm, I am the heart and soul of this team. And he nails it. He, without, you're 100% right. Without him, it, it doesn't work. He's brilliant. Yeah, and it was a good choice to, like, he's different than the anime character, which is, like, I appreciate. Like, I don't want a, a, a copy, and it's, like, the anime character's kind of a punk, guys. Like, sometimes he's just angry and <laughs> kind of a jerk, and, like, I like this version where it is more, like, he. you can see him get, like, hardened, but at the same time, the, the love for his friends, the undying loyalty, all that stuff comes out. He has this, like, golden retriever energy that you're just like, man, I just love this yeah. guy. Yeah, you can't Golden retriever is a great way to put it. And I think the perspective, like, we all come in with the same skepticism as Zoro and Nami. And I think almost the, like, the, a new viewership is, is like, what is this person's deal? And then, like, yeah. the, just the persistent optimism chips away at you and, like, it gives you some hope. Do you think that's a little bit of, like, uh, media nowadays every time like in like your severances and everything it's like you can't trust characters because it's like oh they probably have something you know any character that's nice it's like they probably have something going on it's like luffy just is nice that's like that is who he is and that's okay yeah i don't know if it's it is media in general in some way but i think it's just like you don't there's not a lot of media that is just like earnest in in its messages these days like that and that's what's so refreshing about the series 
I think also for me, a lot of anime look at like a Goku. Like when he was a kid, he was really happy-go-lucky, but he also didn't really have much desire or drive. He was just kind of a goofy character. Or you look at like Naruto, who has that drive. I'm going to be Hokage, but there's a lot of pain and anger there. Luffy is taking two parts of each of them and like combining it. He does have this dream, this drive, this ambition. He's got a code. He's not just like a bumbling idiot, but he is a bumbling idiot at the same time. Like, and yeah. I'm not trying to say that insultingly. That's just who he is. He's he is he's willing to take things at face value. He'll believe what you say. He's but like Evan said, it leaves you with a little bit of like I could be more like that sometimes. You know what I mean? Like ah, sure. Luffy, a good guy here. Mm -hmm. Um, now Evan, you mentioned the devil fruit. And now I could spend a whole hour and a half talking about just Devil Fruit. <laughs> Tommy knows. He's heard it. So I'm going to sum up my thoughts on Devil Fruit as a whole. Because otherwise I'll, 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 I'll ramble. I think it's like the perfect fucking power system for an anime. They can give you wild and crazy powers that seem simple on the surface. But you got to use like creativity or training to make them much better or, or stronger. And it gives you a solid kryptonite in a pirate world or mm -hmm. seawater zaps your strength. You can't swim. Mm -hmm. It is such a great, oh, you want this awesome, awesome power? You can't swim. Fall off your boat, you're done. <laughs> like, that's serious. The stakes yeah. are high. It's great. It's perfect, in my opinion. We only see one, no, we see two devil fruit this season, correct? In the live action, at least. Uh, two devil fruit people. People, yes. We see Luffy eat one, and we see a buggy who's a chop-chop chop man. Yeah. I just also love the names. Gum gum fruit, chop-chop fruit. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, I think, I don't know if it's because it's the pirate world setting, but one of the great things about One Piece is the nomenclature in it. Like, the all blue, the grand line. Like, <laughs> yes. I, you know, like, it makes me want to be, like, 10 years old running around, like, playing pretend as, like, yeah. the Straw Hat crew again, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's so ripe for the, all of that. This world is so imaginative. Um, Even the towns, it's like Syrup Village. Oh, like it's just, it's yep. just fun. Citrus yeah. Island, Log, <laughs> Log Island. Yeah, it's just great. It, the I, nomenclature of it all. I also love uh, Gum Gum Fruits. I hadn't really given it much thought till now, but it's just like I love that it's they give these powers. No, no need for further explanation. No, it's not they come from the gum gum tree. We're gonna go chase the gum gum dragon to go find no. more gum gum there's fruits. There's just gum gum fruits here. There's or, just gum uh, gum devil fruits. fruits. Yeah, he's stretchy. That's it. <laughs> it's great. Oh, you guys want to know something funny? So, as an anime lover, as a kid, some you catch trailers, YouTube videos, whatever. I knew Luffy could stretch, but the way the anime will make Sanji do his like leg twirl. I was like, does everyone on this crew have stretching powers? I like for a number of years thought everyone in the One Piece world had like elasticity powers. Oh. <laughs> so it's just a little embarrassing thing that I thought for God, probably like five, six years. I don't think I knew about the stretchiness. Like I'm trying to remember. I vaguely thought like One Piece, I think was more like Jojo where it's like this like space. I don't know what I thought One Piece was. I had like such little knowledge of it. I can't yeah. stretch mm -hmm. that enough. I'm like, I had very little knowledge going into this. So we've talked a little bit about Luffy. He's our captain, our first one. He's the one who gathers everyone, and he's on a quest to become the king of the pirates. You know what? I, for people who have seen the live action, maybe haven't seen the anime, I, I want to read something. I wrote it down. Because I think if you're watching the anime, this is just like the absolute perfect intro to understanding, I think, almost everything that's going on. Wealth, fame, power, 
Gold Rogers, the King of the Pirates, obtained this and everything else the world had to offer, and his dying words drove countless souls to the seas. You want my treasure? You can have it. I left everything gathered in one place. Now you just have to find it. These words lured men to the Grand Line in pursuit of dreams greater than they'd ever dared to imagine. This is known as the Great Pirate Era. Goosebumps. I thought Gold Roger was here for a second. So what, what I love about this is it's short and succinct. They fit it in the intro of every episode, but it's so perfectly... When we think of pirates, we think of, like, pillaging, stealing, gold, treasure hunting. But this message just, like, has a little bit more to it. It's about the freedom of the seas. It's about dreams that you never dared to dream before. And it just, like, it, like, changed the, the way of everyone's lives in this world. Mm -hmm. Like, I to me, because Luffy, he's always like, there's different kinds of pirates. This is, like, there's pirates who are just, like, trying to be free with their friends and sail the seas and whatnot. And then obviously there's pirates who rape, pillage, steal, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. that happens. <laughs> so let's talk about, cause the series, the live action series opens with uh, gold Rogers execution and in the crowd, it flashes to a couple people. I that think you, you I, have no idea who they are. If you're just watching the live action for the first yeah. time, I, we see a guy with like pointy sideburns. I think that's the big sword guy. Mihawk. Mihawk. Yeah. Definitely Mihawk. They they flashed to like a little blonde child. Was that supposed to be Sanji? I wasn't sure who that was. I don't think it's Sanji. Do you... I don't think. I know it's not Sanji. I know who it is. I, you guys should know who it is. But okay. it's, it's spoiler for this for season one of, of. Okay. Well, we'll keep going for a minute. Who else did you see, Evan? Because I think Shanks is there also. I th yeah, there's, red, there's a, a guy with red hair who I imagine was Shanks. Or is Shanks, Shanks is there? Um, I believe we see a marine that we know. No, am I? I'm wrong. No, or we see Garp. We list. see Garp, like young Garp. Yeah, I thought we saw okay. Garp. He's there. He's at the execution. Garp is uh, the, the one executed. Admiral. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then we well, see. Who, wait, wait. We see a. Who's the little kid? The... Okay. Uh, it's it's. If we need smoker. to cut it. Yeah, it's, it's Smoker. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we don't see They've him been... at all through the we... season, right? Oh, we do at the... He's the last scene of the whole anime. It's him. I didn't know it was Smoker the first time. I had, Wait, I the live action? In the, the live action, the very last thing we see is Smoker smoking two cigars, and he puts one out on Luffy's Wanted poster, and it burns the whole thing up. And we have no... Evan, the first time we watched, we have no frame of reference who this guy is. We're just like, that's menacing. I went back and rewatched the whole thing, and I go, that's motherfucking Smoker. Sweet. It's one of those right, moments cool. where like the live actions are like, he'll be cool, I guess, and the anime fans are probably like, cool. yeah, the Smoker's here. <laughs> okay, while we're clarifying things, uh, uh, when we first meet Zoro, he's in this little candle shrine or whatever, being weird, and um, we see number seven yes! from Baroque Works. Yes. I'm trying to think to the anime. Because he's in in the is anime the, when they is he the wax them all out. Guy? No, he no no no. Mr. Seven is missing when they list them all out. They don't know where Mr. Seven is. So this oh. event took place. They they provided context to a scene we never saw. That's great. Okay. And Zoro mentions it when they're uh in Zero mentioned it like, Oh yeah, I think I was being recruited by them. I killed their guy at number seven and it's or something. Brilliant. We never see it in the anime, but they were like, what an introduction to him. So that's, that's the guy great. who he has his, yep. the head in the bag. He's uh -huh. turning in the bounty for. That's when we meet Zoro. You know what? This is a good transition. He's our second crewmate. Let's uh, talk a little bit about Zoro and uh, his actor. McKenyu. He is. Goes by one name, McKenyu. That's pretty badass. Like that's that's the actor who plays cool. Rora Noah Zoro. 
which is um kind of like a mouthful, but also so fun to say. <laughs> it is. In the anime voiced by Christopher Sabat, at least the dub, Vegeta, All Might, all those wonderful things. Um, cool character. Armstrong. Yeah. He's great. So maybe one of my hot takes, and it won't be the first time I do this, I think the live-action Zoro's cooler than the anime Zoro. He's definitely hotter. Like this man, oh, Mikenyu, is a you stud. You said it. All right, all five of our main cast in the anime, yeah. all five are hot as hell. Okay, all five that, of them. This is one of my qualms, though. Usopp, too attractive. He's too hot. He's too, too hot. Yeah, he's too hot. All right, Usopp, you got you to down, bring it down Usopp, come on. You need to be a little less hot here for this show. If we had to recast Usopp, who would it be? Who's God, silly and goofy enough? I don't know. It's hard, though, because the actor, we're not talking about Usopp here, but, like, the actor nails Usopp. I agree. So yeah. I think that, yeah, so we'll stick with Zoro. Let's stick with Zoro. Stick with Zoro. Let's stick with Zoro. Yeah. This this actor, he was in, what is it, All to all my ex-boyfriends or something? Oh, I, I oh, don't know. Oh, to all the boys I've ever loved. Some ne big Netflix show. That's the only thing he's has been in before. I, uh, I thought he was a big, I believe he's a big actor overseas. Like, he is, like, oh, renowned for his, like, He's uh, in, martial. um... Another Netflix anime live-action adaptation, Knights of the Zodiac, right now. Oh, okay. He's um, so good. And but this jo is my point. Okay. He's amazing. I love him. Uh, also in adaptations of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and uh, Roroni Kenshin. He's, so, I'm going to be in everything. Every anime live adaptation. Yeah. I think he, once again, not just a carbon copy of the anime. Like I said, this Zoro fucks. Like, it's not to be crass, guys, but this Zoro is so fucking cool, in my opinion, compared to the anime one. Uh, he's cool. He's he's great to look at. I don't know. He's got three <laughs> swords, uh, and his uh -huh. dream is he wants to be the greatest swordsman in the whole world. Yeah. Uh, Where does the third sword go? So the first time he does that, I mean, it looks cool as fuck, but in See? my mind, I'm thinking, <laughs> as an actor shooting that, wouldn't you be drooling so much? <laughs> like, would your mouth be hurting? Like, your jaw would be he sore? He said, because uh, uh, I've seen some of the behind the scenes that they've done, his mouth, I guess, was just cut up. Like, the inside of his mouth is just oh, so no. cut up from the sword. But they did they did personally uh, mold it to his mouth so that okay. it would be more comfortable for him to hold. But Yeah. Um. So, Zoro, great swordsman. His name's also Zoro. That's pretty funny. Um. What, um, wait, what's the name of his, uh, his one sword that he holds in his mouth? The, the, um. Wachiichi, I'm like, I'm I love when to... I love when Luffy goes the one I eat, one I eat or whatever. And he's like, what? He's like, it's a sword. It's super important. That this is the humor Luffy should be bringing more, like with his mm -hmm. cluelessness. He just, he was perfect. He's like the one I eat or whatever. One of my qualms with One Piece, at least in what I've seen of the anime so far, is they will fight people and lose, and then come back and fight them again. And I don't know what the change is. I, they don't do, it's not like Dragon Ball Z where they do training sequences. It's just like Zoro, or in Alabasta at least, uh, Luffy gets fucked up and then just comes back and is able to beat the guy. And something similar he learned. with, with our He learned. He learned. That's it. He's <laughs> he not doing He learned that, well, spoilers for Alabasta. He learns that water is liquid. Help he him. needs, yeah, water. He's got to make a crocodile okay, heart. Okay. So, but I do agree with that point of like, I do think very sometimes formulaic he, in the anime. Yeah. yeah. But, but I also think like that, what, what changed between his first and last fight with Arlong, uh, you know, he wanted it more he this learned. time. 
He, he wanted it more. He no, was angry. no. Also, he well, wasn't okay. on a boat where there was he could just throw water on him. <laughs> that was, okay. all, right, all right, all right. You also you could argue like Nami needed him this time. Before mm-hmm. she didn't want him yeah. or need him. This yeah. time his friend needed his help. I feel like that's one piece's power up. Like to your point, like there's no training. It's friendship. just like, oh, I guess Luffy cares more this time because he cares there's more a friendship. Now. Yeah. Well, yeah. in the anime, Luffy's care level actually is like a plot trope. If he doesn't care, he's not gonna fight for what. Like, not to make a joke about it, but so I think that is once again what the live action really balanced well is like not making Luffy just be like, well, I'm not gonna fight right now. Like it was always like, not saying he specifically says that. But if there's uh-huh. food involved, he's going to eat before he fights. Okay. I Because, you know, I'm comparing it to Dragon Ball Z, which is like my touchstone well, of anime. I think that's a and, good and comparison anime-wise, though. And is, is like six episodes of them in a gravity chamber or whatever, just yeah. fucking sweating, <laughs> constipated. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> is that what you think happens to the gravity chamber? <laughs> no, it's when they're charging up. <laughs> Oh, I see. I see. I thought you were like, man, that gravity chamber. There's no poops going on in there. I know it. <laughs> when they when they get out, man, uh-huh. just, ooh, ooh, stay out of that one. Yeah. Um, I think anime wise, Dragon Ball Z is a good comparison though, just because they both started around the same time. They both like the writers in particular. I feel like there was a lot more pressure to be like, you need. You need a manga dropping every single week. Every single week. No breaks. And so sometimes, I don't want to say they phone it in, but some chapters are better than others. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think both Dragon Ball and it suffer from that, where sometimes you get these stretches of episodes where you're like, what's going on? And it's because they're trying to tinker and work it all out in the back end. And uh, Well, there are, yeah, there's multiple times in the anime where it's like, they basically just expand. They're able to get the, the, the arc longer by being like, well, Luffy got carried off by a bird, and so we had to find him for five episodes first. But if he just showed up right away, this would have been a battle that ended solved. in like two minutes. Yeah. That shit when drives Tommy, me up a wall. <laughs> when Tommy pointed it out to me, so many of the problems in the anime are just because Luffy is not there at the moment. <laughs> and um, even, shit, even, so they go to, uh, uh, well, so we'll, we'll just keep going, crew member by crew member. Next we meet Nami. Nami. You guys watch what you say because I'm in love with Nami. Don't you dare she's talk good, bad yeah. about her. I think she's great. <laughs> that actress, I think, plays her perfectly. I I also think the introduction to Nami could not be more perfect. In anime a lot in particular, like a Bulma, it's very damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. So it started off with, help me, help me. I don't. And she pulls the switcheroo on those pirates. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Gets a ship. That's the first thing we see her do. I love it. I No notes. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Yeah. And then we get her in the bar scuffle. That's really fun. That's a great action sequence. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the action sequences in this are fun. And, uh, and again, comparing this to Cowboy Bebop, where it's like some of the anime angles when they try to like recreate anime fight scenes don't work in Shots. show for me. Yeah. Like with the wonky angles and, and perspective. But like because... One piece, you got a guy who's stretching. Like, you get all these kind of crazy angles, and it, it just, I don't know, it, it works a lot better for me. And it's well choreographed, it's and it's well Particularly executed. the material, though, is what you think maybe yes. translates better. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Nami's is, is also great. Nami's great. great no, and yeah. she is, and I think great. the actress Played by Emily it. Rudd. Yeah. 
I think the actress does such a good job, and it shows that she's the biggest anime fan out of this whole cast. She's come mm-hmm. on and been like, "I this was the role." She's like, "Nami was a character I watched growing up, and like this is my like peak role of all time." She's like, "I wanted to play Nami, and the fact that I'm getting to is so cool." Uh, and it shows in the way she portrays, like especially like the Arlong scene, is so well done, and that's such a hard scene to do because it's so well done in the anime, and they nail it, and she's such a big part of why that that worked she understands nami i do like how they don't they like plant the seeds of sort of her arc in the live action a little bit more so she's less mysterious than it's not as abrupt of like an about face in in the live action than it is in the in the anime series you can tell her priorities lie elsewhere in the in the live action so she's not concerned with another factor of just condensing the storyline yeah. yeah you're saying and the anime it felt more shocking yeah or or more like, more bad shock though not like a like no no build up or, not good or bad i just think it's like you you get eased into it better in the, in the live action which I is again saying, I get what you're saying. yeah yeah for sure product of they know where it's going i love so, nami so, i think that actress is beautiful too don't tell her i said that <laughs> Uh, well, well, apparently, I'm looking at her filmography on Wikipedia. She's going to be voicing a character in another Netflix animated uh, movie, Leo, and comes out November. I think Adam Sandler's in that. It's about a lizard. What? It's November right now. Do you mean a year animated from now? Animated musical comedy? No, I think it's out. Written by uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler. Produced by Adam Sandler. Dude, we send each other news all day long. How has this escaped at... my radar? It's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure I've seen it on Netflix. Huh? Okay. That's, wow. Well, sure. I have to check out everything that she's in now. So that's kind of my, my new role. <laughs> Biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is random, but I think the moment that won me over with this series and One Piece in general is, because I saw it first in the live action, is actually Luffy, when he's in one of the flashback sequences, stabs himself and gives himself a scar and then he goes i missed i was trying to take my eye out i was like trying to hit that is so fucking adorable like i was fully in after that they're like like, it's just so it is so funny it's so innocent and funny and cute i don't know he always has that scar Uh, yeah and he eats the devil fruit and they're like do you know what happens when you eat a devil fruit he goes i know they taste nasty and i was like dude You're right. It's just it's it's very funny too. There's a mm-hmm. lot of humor in it, even though it's not like a comedy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh wait, I just I think the funniest character and someone I actually think is like a really good character, and I'm blanking on his name, but it's uh, Kobe's partner in the Marines, the son of Axel. Meppo. Meppo with the the Bob. Dude, no notes on him either. Perfect character. <laughs> I actually think, and this could be a hot take. That guy is a great actor. Because you hate him. You hate him. But then by the end, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, he's part of the crew. Mm-hmm. Not the crew, but he's part of the, yeah. the characters. Yeah, and I, uh, I think Humepo is an example of, like, the live action taking something that, like, isn't really... The the whole Humepo, Colby, Garp thing was more in the background in some, like, yeah. cover stuff. But it wasn't really there. And they made Humepo such a better character. I mm. feel like you go... Like you're saying, you start up hating him like he's awful in those that first episode yeah and then by the end you're like i'm kind of rooting for their friendship like Kobe and I like Mepo, their they're kind of fun yeah. they have a bit of different skill set but they kind of complement each other i I, mm-hmm. I could see them really working out in the marines together also we totally skipped over what's great about luffy too 
is is he's able to have that friendship with Kobe so unapologetically, so unabashed. Like, no, Kobe's my friend. I don't care that he's a Marine. Like, he's a good guy. Like, mm -hmm. that's awesome. No pirate is sitting there being like, yeah, I'm friends with Marines. Like, except Luffy. He's got it, you <laughs> yeah. know, so we'll get into the whole Kobe stuff. But I think it's brilliant. And I know it's kind of, I think, maybe out of place from the anime. I, maybe like you said they're expanding on it a bit differently differently i think it's, I think it's, I think it's yeah i think it's really good and i think it helps the storytelling and it helps mm. the stakes of it really makes it feel which is they do really well i feel like after the east blue it really makes it feel like everyone is chasing them at all times yeah yes the pace is kept up and like it's also just like it's one of the many emotional things that give me is like their relationship of him being like be a good pirate be a good marine i'm like yes yeah. you both be the best versions oh it's so <laughs> they're good they're like next time we see each other it'll be enemies like that's i love that level of like sportsmanship almost like that's mm. great it's like a healthier version of naruto and sasuke Yes. <laughs> don't get well, tommy started on that <laughs> he hates sasuke but one thing that one piece i think hits on really well is like it kind of, in a way, tackles toxic masculinity, especially when you look at, like, Zoro Luffy's relationship, uh, when the big emotional moment with, with Zoro happens, and, like, that whole, like, I don't want to let you down. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want, you, like, you to be ashamed of me. It's like, we don't see emotional men a lot. And, like, seeing these, like, having these, like, emotional talks uh, bro to bro, it, it, like, really hits. And, like, Kobe is another example. There's just all over. There's, there's that being tackled by this anime and live action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point sort of the the celebration of friendship if you will and i think that is further proved out with uh the introduction of the next character is usap and um because of his relationship with the girl i don't remember what his name Kaya. is like like yes he's a little bit of a, a not scoundrel that's not the right word but he's a bit of a scoundrel he's a <laughs> he's a He's a, a storyteller. Like, Is that a word? He's a scam. <laughs> he's a scam. Right? Like he, he's yeah. an embellisher. He's, yeah, you he's know, an embellisher. Yeah. But he like means well, and he's trying to take care of yeah. this girl and, and all yeah. that. And then Sanji is the other one. And I like this portrayal as opposed to an anime where he's just kind of like typical anime horny dude. <laughs> so like, he's like a much. romantic yeah, in the a rom live mm -hmm. action one. Whereas, yeah. so like I watched the live action first didn't know Sanjay was a perv at all. Like, you know what I mean? In the anime, I had zero yeah. idea. So for me, I was like, oh, Sanji's the best. Like, Sanji's, uh -huh. like, the great character. I love everything about him. It wasn't even until I watched it after watching the anime again where I was like, oh, he does show signs of being very women crazy in the live action. But it's so subtle. Like, I, I didn't think that, like, that was not something I associated with his character. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was just because he kept complimenting Nami, and I was like, I agree. <laughs> One of their pieces of marketing that worked really well for me is, like, they were doing, like, a cast. They were talking, shooting random segments with each other on, like, a, a fake pirate ship set. But the actor, his name is Taz Schuyler, like, makes whatever the dish is in the, like, yeah. a tuna dish for the cast as the cast, and they're talking about the show. I was like, oh, that's super impressive. And then I, like, went to follow him on social media, and the dude is doing, like, 
jump high kicks like <laughs> kicking two things in the air and is also apparently like a chef so he he like is, he is sanji, sanji through and through and i believe uh, he did it for the show like it wasn't like he's like i need to learn how to cook and i need to learn how to do all these kicks because i want to get that like invested bro. into this That's character so, you know who else had that dedication john favreau and chef like i respect <laughs> yes yeah i love it jeremy also, allen white in the bear yes. oh, taz skyler all the greats I love the dedication to the craft. I also love just Sanji as a character. Like everyone else, a greatest swordsman. Like I'm going to, fl- he's like, I'm a chef. He's like, I have mm-hmm. finer things to worry about. Like, I love that he's still driven, but his goal to me is like the most separate from all of theirs. If that makes like, for sure. Oh, but it's great. It's, it, it shows the uniqueness of each character. Question for the room. Yeah. What is the all blue? It's a place where all four of the, seas converge and it's where so there's fish from all four different seas there's spices so that's why sanji wants to go there that's why he wants that's to go to guy. the all blue because okay. he wants Hell to get fish yeah. from all four seas the greatest ingredients you could find on mm-hmm. earth are in the all blue hell yeah this um, like i'm telling you sanji in the live action i think is my favorite if he didn't have his anime one like the character as a whole i could be like yes all time and it's not yeah. even to say his anime one's that bad but like every other line from him is oh not my dear he's a real brock uh i really like his send-off with zeph too oh. in both the anime and the live action I, the I, flashback the, dude oh, i goes, cried at their goodbye actually but yeah. that was where i knew i was like this is an all-time show yeah. Let's let's get into that though. We we skipped over Usopp, but this is so important that Usopp will understand. Zeph. So uh-huh. they they show up to this I love this too. It's just a giant like shored or like uh, It's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. It's a giant boat that is stationary in the middle of the sea. The mm-hmm. Barate. Baratie? Baratie. Baratie. Baratier, yeah. Yeah, Baratier. And uh respect. <laughs> and uh Zeph is the head chef and uh-huh. Sanji is one of the chefs there. And then our first introduction of him is him kicking him out of the kitchen for cooking something off menu. And uh that's how he meets the crew. But Zeph and Sanji go way back. Someone can tell the backstory. It's uh it's gonna make me cry. Tommy, lay it on us. Yeah, listen, uh Zeph was known as Red Boot. Uh, he was the Red Boot Pirate because mm. he, he Great name. only kicks, which I love, too, that both of them, they use kicks because they don't want to damage their hands because they're chefs, and those are the most important uh, piece of, of, of their tool. So why would they ever use their hands in battle? It's it's so great. You almost think he's being lazy, but it's so purposeful. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, he, like, took over uh, Sanji's ship, and I love the line, <laughs> or uh, oregano's for savages. <laughs> Well, it's great because we see it, them use it in present day. Like, yeah, oregano's for savages, and they kicks him out. But then, that's, like, Sanji was willing to die for his dish. <laughs> like, he said, you will not put oregano in my dish without my consent. And <laughs> Zeph respected it. Like, yeah. that's so good. So good. Uh, eventually, they get, uh, the ship gets hit. They get shipwrecked on this weird island. Like, like man. <laughs> it's a <laughs> Didn't rock. Look nice. Yeah, it's, it's a, a rock. rock. It was pretty. It was pretty big for a rock. All right. Know, when does something become? Where, it's a boulder. When does something change from a rock to an island? Where is yeah. where is the depth on that? <laughs> yeah, good question. I don't actually know. Uh, but yeah, he he uh they they end up there and Zeph gives him some food, takes the bigger bag because he's he's a bigger man. He needs more food, and uh, they are there for like seventy. I think by the end it's seventy days. Yeah, and he sends him to the other side of the rock. It says you keep eye on that side for ships. Yeah. And 
he gets sunburned like they really went all out in this live action this mm -hmm. kid is sunburned he's got blisters and scabs all over him and he's eating this moldy bread like bit by bit oh just brutal and he runs out of food and his his thing is he's like well zeph had the bigger bag i gotta go get some of this motherfucker's food runs over there ready to stab him again and realizes that zeph has not even like opened or moved or touched his bag cuts it open and it spills out and it's all treasure no food zeph gave himself zero of the food and lied to sanji because he knew he wouldn't understand and then we get this grotesque scene of he's like what what happened to your leg he's missing a foot now and they show the rock that he even used and like they put like jello on it and i was like oh shit this is not for children anymore mm. and zeph ate his own leg to to that's give sanji all the food yeah. yeah which is such a better version and that's the original manga version but the anime thought it would be too dark and so they made it where it's like he lost his leg saving sanji from the water Boom. it's so much better it's so Terrible. much better with him eating the leg yeah because it, it means something it, it was a decision that zeph made and he said you know why i did it because i've had my time looking for the all blue and if i can't do it you're gonna have to do it holy shit i got i'm getting goosebumps just recapping it like this this is what i'm saying is like i was obsessed with sanji in the live action his backstory his motives mm. the hands in pockets like Fuck it. He even made cool cigarette smoking yeah. look cool. Like, I <laughs> loved everything about it. Well, I think a big part of it is Sanji has a code and his own code. Like, mm. we see it with, like, no one will starve because he knows yeah. what it's like to starve. There's so many things he won't hit a woman. woman. Like, there's certain things in the anime they go into. Like, he has this chivalrous code that he follows that really does, besides the perviness, which I am very, very much not a fan of. But you just have to he kind does, of like, it as annoying yeah, as it he, is. It's an anime from the 90s. <laughs> it's, yeah. Sorry, yeah. go on. It's one of those. I get what you mean. His code separates him. L L uh, but Same it also Luffy. is what draws him to and Luffy because Luffy has a code. code. Yeah. yeah, they all have a code. They all have like in a dream and something they're following. And it, it doesn't come up in the live action, but all they do is all they can. You know what I mean? Like, all just give all you can to the crew, whatever that is cooking meals, uh, mm -hmm. do, being the navigator. Whatever you can provide to the crew, you you do that, and you do it to your best ability. And I just, oh, there's something I love about it. Like you said, there's something, I'm drawn to that sort of message. And, like, it wins, I think, because we're like Zoro, we're like Nami, we're like Sanji, where they don't get it at first almost, and then Luffy's infectious personality wins it over. Mm -hmm. It happens to the audience, too, and it's a fun process to be a part of. Evan and I are wannabe movie critics. We're also wannabe chefs. We're all doing more cooking at home now. If you want to elevate your home cooking, you need nice tools to do it. Louis Kitchenware will get you there. They have beautiful stainless steel pans, nonstick bakeware, knives, all the stuff you need. Safe, high quality materials constructed to last made in the United States founded in detroit moving into my condo we got hand-me-downs so this new louis kitchenware has been great and we love the discount we want to share that with our listeners you can use code two dudes that's t-w-o dudes at louiskitchenware.com and that'll give you 10 percent off anything on the site check out our link in bio two dudes So the one we glossed over a little bit was, um, yeah. and I, you know, 
this actor, uh, Jacob Romero Gibson, does a great job. I personally think Usopp should have been a little uglier and had a bigger nose like in the anime. But, you know, You're, you in know what, classic this, Netflix series, he's also hot. So They uh, <laughs> they made this Usopp not as annoying as the anime yes. one. Not I didn't as annoying know that. as Krillin's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I hear it every time. Usopp, though, like you said, he's well-intentioned, but he lies a lot. He exaggerates, makes up stories to make himself sound the great Captain Usopp, you know what I mean? And so it entertains this sick, rich, dying girl. And so mm-hmm. um, uh, she, she, he comes around and tells her these crazy stories that she, she can't go out and see the world on her own, so it's fun living through Usopp's stories. But, and I think by the end of it, we learned she doesn't fully believe his stories. She's yeah. just kind of- Appreciates just, the company. And appreciates the, the company and his effort to, to make her feel better. Yeah, I will say we meet Usopp episode two, I think, and uh, two or three. This yeah. episode where they're in the mansion when uh, they're fighting the two henchmen. When Zoro's fighting the two henchmen towards the end of the episode, I was a little bit like, "What are we doing here, guys?" This is a little bit of like two two like theater kid running around with like play pretend swords for me. Nah, but I didn't know. have that feeling during any action sequence. I actually thought all of the action sequences were really good. But I think it's because they this were would both be the point. I think it's because they're cat themed. Yeah, all three of them. They're the black cat pirates. Do? He's yeah. got the gloves with the swords. Like, oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. But why has he got a furry glove on? And he's always going. Mm. I do like how it's like he does this without even his swords on because he's just had years of being like, well, I can't use my fingers. They've got blades on them. And so it's like a habit at that point because it's very distinguished. Uh, he does it all the time. I've never once moved my glasses like this. Yeah. But yeah, Usopp's an interesting character, and like I think the live action, he's a little bit more car salesman, which works better than like <laughs> I feel like he feels like a brat, like he just feels like a like a I'm better kind of in the anime a little bit at the beginning. Uh, and speaking of the the secret scene or the promotions, if you watch their first auditions, like all of them knew like were the characters, and his is like he's in the this actor is in the slate of the auditions, uh-huh. and he's already being Usopp. He's like. I'm the best actor in Hollywood, baby. Like he's like already schmoozing it up. And it's like, that's, that's Usopp. That's, but I will say, pay attention to his lies. Are they lies? Mm. Oh, 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 what a tease. I'm just assuming. Mm. Yeah. Okay. He's always talking about killing. Well, he exaggerates. He's very much an exaggerator. He's mm-hmm. like, I took them all down single handedly. And he was like, I had a little help, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I don't dislike Usopp. I feel like as much as some people do cough, cough, Tommy. But, um, I definitely understand. Like I I'm with Usopp. I, how do I put this? Like, kind of like that he's a coward. I kind of like that he's like, I don't know what to do right here. Because, like, it adds a sense of realism. Like, if all five of them were super confident, it would just be another anime of super-powered people gathering. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah, is like... for sure. He's like a real dude. He's like, if I was there, probably. Also very much Krillin's role in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> they said, you know what? I know the voice. I can picture it. That's funny as I fuck, the actually. perfect guy for you. So that's sort of the main cast that we see... Uh, I mean, I, before villain. we move on, who, uh, which one of the main five, who's your favorite? Live action, live action, live action. I gotta say Sanji. He's just cool yeah. as hell. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Sanji for the live action. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I think mine's Sanji too, but just to be different, no, I'm going to go with Zoro. Nami. Get out of here. Oh, you love Nami. <laughs> I do love Nami. Sorry, I, you corrected me. No, it's Nami. It's Nami. This is the thing is I actually think 
all five of them improve upon their anime characters. All I, I, I was gonna think of which one didn't. I actually think all five of them really do, but it's probably the the foresight of having way more knowledge of where things are going and what it's yeah. already like instead of it being written week by week. So I, I'm not faulting it, but it's just so nice to see. And like I said, it really makes it like a very strong just season of television for me. Mm -hmm. One other thing uh, I want to mention about the characters in general, all of the clothing that you see, all the different outfits, they all come from either covers or color spreads from the mm -hmm. manga. They're all they're all in there. And I think that's so, again, it's just those extra details. That extra I love touch. it. And I love that they kind of change outfits too. Like while they wear similar clothes, like it almost feels like they have a wardrobe, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because if they were just wearing the same thing episode after episode, I think like casual casuals would have a problem with it so uh that's like yeah. a very animated trope of your character wears the same thing every day um i there's so many more characters to talk about where do we even begin villains i think let's talk about our let's get to arlong park i mean we can touch on maybe buggy the is main the, villain but there's so many sort of... there's buggy he's a chop chop man mihawk i don't okay. hunt rabbits with a cannon okay. oh maybe that we do is... that order mihawk or no no sorry uh, Buggy, Mihawk, and then Arlong since he sort of ends the okay. season. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So Buggy, don't say anything bad. D like, don't mention his nose. So he, Wait. I love Buggy. I think, once again, I think the live action one nailed it. At the very end, of, I'm skipping to the end of the season, but when they finally help him get his body back and they're like, you're going to help us fight, right? He goes, yeah, I'm out of here and just bounces. That's like, that is comedy gold. Like, that is that's stuff obviously the anime can't do too. They also say the word shit a ton, which I really appreciate. Like that's that line of we can curse. We're not gonna make it too yeah. much though. But but it's still lighthearted and it's not you know it's not to be hard and gritty or anything. It's just yeah. like it's a world of pirates. They they got Makes they pirates have approachable. They've got a sailor's yeah. mouth. Yeah. Buggy I will applaud him in that in a show with so much camp and uh mm. uh, uh it's so exaggerated. He has to like then be that much more so he does a good job of it yeah i think it was an interesting character to have to play it's it's definitely different i i like both of them because one of the things i love about the anime version is like buggy falls or buggy succeeds by failing he fails upwards and it's such a funny trope and it's such a it's funny very thing team to do. rocket and I, mm -hmm. yeah and In the anime uh, this one like is more menacing. along yes Oh, you know what? That's, I mean, that's the main difference. I don't know how, how I didn't think of it. This one was scary. Buggy, he seemed almost a little more Joker-esque with his clown. Like, I'm a little deranged and ooh, making everyone. I said, that's a laugh at everyone in the audience. Like, he's a little more menacing than the, the anime one who's like a lot of jokes. You know who he reminds me of? Like I said, villain. Oh. Uh, do you remember Olaf from Lemony Snicket's Unfortunate Events where it's like, he's terrifying because he's so unhinged and kind of a little goofy, and that makes him even more terrifying. I wasn't even going to bring this up just because it's so out of place, but the Netflix series of unfortunate events that they did, this whole property reminds me so much of that, where they really embraced sort of the wackiness, the kookiness, and brought it to screen on life, and they didn't CGI the stuff they needed to. They were like, no, we're going mm -hmm. all out with this. And I, I'm a huge fan of the, not the movies, but the Netflix uh, series of unfortunate events. And so many times when I was rewatching this, I was like, this reminds me of that. He is just like Olaf in that he's campy, but also scary. Yeah. Oh, great that comparison. Was by, Thank Olaf you, was played by Neil Patrick Neil Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. NPR. The dog. 
You know who was great in that series? Patrick Warburton. Dude, he yes, he was. Oh my god, I could do a, I could great. do six That's a great podcasts series. about that. That's yeah. so good. Get our buddy How do Dylan get him Dunn on here into the we'll next season whole... of One Piece. Who could? He yeah. Play? How do we get him? He, he just he needs to narrate. That's all he could do. It was so yeah. great. Um, yeah. If you uh, haven't seen that, go watch that too. <laughs> I, okay, I realized once we do the villains, there is another kind of character crew we got to talk about, but. Uh, maybe Buggy's a good transition point. Actually, there's this also is a perfect Garp midway transition point. Kobe. We need to talk about Shanks. Uh, Buggy and, and Shanks, Shanks have a backstory in the anime, but should we dig into Shanks a little bit? Let's talk about Shanks. Shanks is, uh, gosh, I mean, is he the catalyst? Luffy's is idol. he the first we domino? Oh. Yeah, we see him in all the flashback sequences with Luffy as a child. He he gives Luffy the titular straw hat of the straw hat crew. Mm. Uh it's his most prized possession. We end the season with the tease of of Mihawk bringing Luffy's wanted poster to Shanks, who we maybe assumed was dead or missing at at this point. I don't know. I, I don't. He I just left. He's been out. It's a classic pirating. anime trope of like, oh, this cool character. You're gonna have to wait to see him later. And so I really liked that because you know they're they're both pirates, Mihawk and him. Uh, and uh, Mihawk just happened to know where he was. I do love how Mihawk just kind of gets places so fast. It's it was it was fun. Um, Mihawk's menacing. We'll we'll, uh, we'll is he next? Oh my gosh, he's one of the warlords of the sea. We're gonna give him his respect. Tommy said okay. his most badass quote. He's got this ginormous sword on his back that he uses in these huge fights. But when Roronora Zoro challenges him to a duel to prove who's the best sword fighter in the world. He's got a tiny little cross that he takes out, and it is the tiniest <laughs> toothpick of a sword. And he's like, come on, get nope. serious. He goes, I don't hunt rabbits with a cannon. And I I paused. I'm not going to lie. I was shook when he said that. And Mihawk, to me, is a great example of not shying away from the anime design. He's got the weird yellow eyes and the funny uh, uh, mm -hmm. facial hair and the ginormous, ridiculous sword that he one hands that like no one really could. Like, he's a great example of like, yes, just do what the anime did and we're gonna love it because that fight where it's three swords versus the one tiny one was my favorite fight in the whole season. Yeah. Well, he even he, sounds like the anime guy. Like him, him and Zephyr are the two that I'm like. You basically just feel like you came out of the anime. Like you, <laughs> you Zeph's had to check. Hair. You're like, are you the? Yeah, Zeph's facial yeah. hair too was so good. How long? I want to see think both of you try to grow out the Zeph. <laughs> grow out the braids. I need the giant chef hat too, though. Uh, yeah. Oh, so good. But that's what I'm saying. Just embrace the design. Yeah. Let's let's do a little bit of season two prediction. We can come back and do some more. But Tommy, is there anything you can tease? Where do you th what do you think we'll see from from uh, Shanks and Mihawk in the next season? Can you make uh, any predictions? I think they're gonna be to me what they were used for. Specifically, Mihawk here is used to like almost check the crew's power level. Like it's like before the Zoro is is the best swordsman. Like that's what we know. And to be able to be like, you guys are good, but you're not. You're not it yet. Yeah. And so I think I could see them come back in as like check-ins kind of being like, where's your power levels? Are you guys starting to get up to like Mihawk and, and potentially Shanks? Uh, and so it's like, uh, I think that's where I can see with them. I don't think we're they feel like to me, they both feel like goals for our characters. Zoro mm -hmm. needs to beat Mihawk to be the best. 
and Luffy's got to give Shanks his hat back when he's king of the pirates. Yeah, I think season two is going to have a lot going on. If anything, to be honest, I don't think knowing a little bit, I I feel like we might go away from them for a couple seasons, come back and check in and focus on on. There's so much more of this. It'd be a lot of meat to be like, okay, let's bring them in too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. What about you? You have a prediction for him? I don't, because I don't. I, I've been like half watching the series through Alabasta. I knew it. I, um, it. I, I put it on when I'm uh, up with the kid in the morning, so it's on mute. <laughs> Just, like, occasionally read subtitles. Too. Don't worry. Honestly, you probably don't miss much. <laughs> yeah, it's no. probably like four episodes. Of... <laughs> You're still getting the goods. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think season two has some stuff it already probably will have to condense greatly or slash just mm-hmm. get rid of. Um, sure. But like I said, I think they're like goalposts. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, we might get a check in with one or two of them, but not anything crazy like Tommy's saying. Yeah. Um, I let's oh, this is like a spoiler, I guess, for the anime, but the live action said it. Let's let's talk about Garp. We can't forget about Garp. Yeah, he's Luffy's grandfather. Uh, which is, you know, spoiler, Not, I guess, is the But it's, is it's the big it hasn't come up in the anime yet. So we're Alex and I are both just finished Alabasta. How far off are we from it's pretty the far Garp off. reveal? Uh, it's, there's probably like two or three arcs before. Arcs can last forever. Reveal. Arcs can be yeah, long. No, that's, it's a while. Okay, what killed it? I mean, not killed it. What like killed my spirit and my current motivation is like I finished one desert arc. I think it's, I don't know that it's considered Alabasta. And then there's like a new narrative going. And I was like, they're still in the they're desert. They're still in the I, like, desert. It was before yeah. they got into Alabasta. It's like, oh my God. That was I'm glad we're back on Alabasta. <laughs> I know what you mean. You were like, wait, we haven't even gotten to Alabasta. All of this happened in the yeah. desert still. Um, so I totally get what you mean, but that's the stuff they'll have to really condense sort of. And so what I really like is this relationship between Garp and Kobe that's being explored and sort of the protege they play go. What was really great for me is like Garp the whole time was like, you can't be friends with the straw hat pirate. Like you're a Marine. You have to do this, that, whatever. But then Kobe hears him call on a warlord of the sea. One of the eight ones to go take care of the straw hats. He's Mm -hmm. like, why do you get to pick and choose what pirates get in trouble and don't, but I don't. So Kobe like really has like a, a lesson and an arc this whole season. And then he learns a sense of justice and what's actually right and wrong. Not what just the rules are. He's like, wait, Luffy's your grandson too. Why do you get to bend all these rules? And Garp is like, it's because, and he was like, do you know why? He's like, if I were to take, they keep trying to promote me, but I'd have to go to headquarters lose my freedom, lose the, he's a pirate at heart too. It's so, it's so good. And it's so small. I didn't pick up on it until the second time of watching, but it, Kobe has learned so much over this season about like the moral grays of the Marines and sort of like, what's, what's actually what right and wrong. He's like, no, Luffy is a pirate, but he didn't hurt anyone. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I know he didn't. And so, I'm, it's not something that comes up a ton in the anime, but I love the Luffy Kobe dynamic. I think also these conversations uh, in Garp in general, the more you guys watch the anime, you'll go back to these and you'll get different perspectives now. Like I, mm-hmm. a big one for me is like they're touch on it a little bit. It's just the government in general, questioning the government, questioning what what's right and wrong. Yeah, is a big theme that comes out, and I think like the live action is doing a good job of kind of seeding that stuff here. And so I think that's a good example of the creator being like, hey, 
to add to the story right now, we're going to bring in this storyline that happens maybe way later. And it doesn't feel out of place to me. Like I said, it feels like they're being chased all the time, which is good. That's what we want, that sense of urgency almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a random thought. I love the little snail phone they have. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You were talking about nomenclature. What the fuck Just the small fan. The seagulls yeah, the who bring you design. newspapers. Yeah. The, the news snail goose, phones. Yeah. You even have one that you can put in your ear like a Bluetooth. If that's a snail phone, like that I'm obsessed with it. No, I love this, and I love that they each look. Like, whoever owns them, they like design. They like design. Iron them. Jaws like, has the Iron Jaw. Garps has the little Garp headset. It's so good. It's uh-huh. so good. I think it also uh, what projects are, their voice too. Like mm, it's great. Like yeah. a speakerphone. Well, uh, just on Garp, he's pretty strong. Pretty interesting. Another another gut check. For the Another, end of season, yeah, after... he's strong as fuck, and yeah. maybe he's had a devil fruit for all we know. Because that strength, they made a point. He chucked a cannonball at the going Mary. He literally <laughs> yeah, and it like took out like Luffy had to bounce it back. Let's talk a little bit about Arlong, and then maybe we yes, can, we... I, I, I want to talk about more like see what we see coming in season two or uh, theorize Arlong uh, is the he's a a shark a fish what fish man. He's fish a fish man. man. When he comes in, his like musical motif, the <sighs> theme with the fucking beat, it's badass. The music is so good in general. Like yeah. it's so good. It's menacing. It picks up just a little. It's like hip hoppy. I don't know how to. It's like he's a. Thug, it's a little but... bit like uh um uh, uh uh Black Panther Killmonger's. Oh theme. yeah, I can, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, similar yeah. beat to it, uh, dude. It's so great when he comes in and uh, that that beat drops though um he and the way he talks like this and he goes you're a lot smarter than people than than your kind gets credit for like he subverts all of the like racist tropes onto the humans and also yeah i guess his ending his one of his uh his big rah-rah speech to the fishmen um before their final fight with the straw hats is sort of like killmongers it's about how like the fishmen have been oppressed and like they're gonna You know. They're gonna come into and, yeah. and in the original Arlong Park, that's not something that like it's touched on in the anime. Uh, it's something that is the fishmen are will be bigger, and they're bringing that in. They're bringing in those ideas of like, oh, the fishmen weren't treated great. It seems you know mm-hmm. that's what Arlong's talking about. Is like there is yeah. definitely this like uh, not great thing happening, and now Arlong is choosing to fight back in this way. I and it gives you so a new perspective social on social commentary in, in one piece. Who knew? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. That's interesting to hear that there's more fishmen. To, more fishmen, more, I don't know about Arlong himself, but. I think Arlong. Yeah, sorry, I'll, I got a loose, I got a close. No, no, it's good. To, no, it's, of, it, it's fun teasers for us because, like, it is. I, there's of, even things I know about the anime just from my general knowledge of anime throughout the years. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, avoid all spoilers at all costs. I like to know these things. It keeps me interested. One of the things I was skeptical of at the end of season one was the sort of, like, big bad Avenger moment when, like, it's, like, Alvita. Or, no, who is it? It's Buggy and Alvita. at the bar, and then Alvita's, yeah. like... I want to take down the straw hats or whatever the fuck she says. Oh, see, I actually really liked this scene because (laughs) I was, I, of the scene larger at whole, it's Luffy getting his first wanted poster Mm -hmm. and it goes through essentially almost everyone we've met on our journey. 
like seeing it for the first time. The lady who ran the bar that just like took care of him, she sees and he's, she's like, that son of a bitch. Like, wow. Kira, Kira from the, the ship Kaya, that gave, yeah. Kaya gave him the ship. And she's like, it's the back of Usopp's head. Like what it means to like each and all these people and Buggy and Ovita being upset by it. Like he thinks he's hot shit. I, and then I Mihawk thought, handing it to Shanks. Mihawk oh, yeah. handing it to Shanks and Shanks being like, this is cause for celebration. Like, I loved all the different reactions to it. It makes the world feel full. And it also, I love just the clout they've gained in a short amount of time from their goofy antics. Mm -hmm. And it's cool when you can check in, like you're saying, it makes the world feel bigger when it's like, and the enemy does this where it's like, sometimes they'll check in on like, what are people thinking about the Straw Hats? And it's cool yeah. to get that perspective of like, oh, there are consequences. There are things that are happening out in the world. That's it's not just on our little tiny going. So D and D. It's so D and D. That's great. Um, let Let's. How about this? Let's do our closing thoughts on season yep. one, and then we can dig into our our theories and hopes and wants for season two of the live action series. Deal. All right. I got my closing thoughts. Go for it. Literally no notes. I've said it a few times. This was such a joy. I want to show it to people who have never seen anime before because I think they will genuinely love it. I think if you love any sort of fantasy world, if you love Pirates of the Caribbean, you could really, really, really enjoy this live action series. It boils out a lot of the the bog down sometimes that a thousand episode anime can can come with and it gives you the goods and it gives them right into your veins. And it, it makes you say, I want more. I've watched it two and a half times. This was before we even decided to podcast about it. <laughs> like, I'm just like so into it. And it got me, it, it like, it's like revitalized like my love of the, the genre of anime almost. Like I'm just on like a high from it. And I've been only wanting to watch the One Piece anime since then, whereas when I first finished, I was kind of like, oh, do I want to spoil the live action for myself? But I just needed more of it, like a drug. <laughs> no notes. Nami's no notes. beautiful. Go on. Tommy, do you want to go or do, do you want to? <laughs> it's hard yeah. to follow. Okay. Yeah, it's really hard to follow. Uh, I The One Piece live action is like a great steak. They cut off all the, just like Garb steaks, they cut off the fat. They left the pieces that make it palatable. Uh, for for anyone to to dig into this show, and if you want more, if you want those juicy oh, details, they're wow. there. It's in the anime. You can still go get them. And uh, to me, uh, the things they boost, they really boost and and are better. There's not a lot of places where I'm like, oh, this is better in the anime. Like we've been saying, like yeah, Brate, very different. I don't need. We didn't talk about that stupid villain that takes up way too much time in the anime. I don't need him. I'm glad he got it. killed by Mihawk. Like, yeah. I don't need him. And so for me, I think this is such a good season. I really hope they keep this kind of vibe, keeping focused on always making sure the theme is shining through, making sure the 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 feeling of One Piece is what is first and foremost, and giving us little nuggets. And, and what I appreciate, too, is even though they cut the fat, they still put it in, like, you know, like we didn't get the dog at Sir Village, but we still see the little dog in you the background. Like it. you get it's there. You get the vibe of, of One Piece. And, and this is live action adaptations to take notes on what One Piece did and try to expand on what they did. Again, I'm in the same. And Nami's boat. great. And Nami's <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, 
Again, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Uh, I, I think this is a, a full and complete and robust world and work and season of television in and of itself. Uh, and it also serves as a great entry point and transition and opening drug. of the doors, gateway drug <laughs> to the world of One Piece. Similar to Alex, I think like this sort of like, because a lot of times we, we come to talk about shows or we avoid doing shows on this podcast because it's like, man, watching seasons and seasons of mm. television is such a slog. But this takes me back to like reading, reading, like setting a yes. weekly reminder to to look and try and pirate the latest uh, manga translation online yep. and go page by page and Friday morning, through it. <laughs> I had a website, Naruto, for manga, years of my mangafox.com life. Mangafox.com or whatever the <laughs> yeah. it was called. I don't know what it's like, boys. Uh, hey, buddy, I have it all right there. I can binge it all. Never. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nami's great. Luffy's great. Sanji's great. Zoro's great. Usopp's great. Uh, you know, a little too handsome for the role, but it's all good stuff. Um and I think it, it is also a great entry point in that, like, I, I think, although you might be at odds with Gary, Alex, uh, it's a great bridge. You know, it, it is yeah. to people who have not seen a lot of anime or watched a lot of anime, the the form or the medium itself can be maybe a little alienating. And, and this yes. is just a, a different package. Like with I watched both. Yeah, with all the goods. And like people can get why people get into these series like Haley has seen episodes of the live action with me and the anime and you know the live action it's easier to understand it as like oh this is a fun pirate adventure that's like you know kind of for kids kind of not without like the prototypical anime dub or voices that are like high-pitched and some the females sound a little too like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a it's a little more palatable for the average people. Yeah. Rebecca could not. It's a, it's a comment. I was no, like, okay, no, I I see that from an outsider's perspective. But it, like again, this is a great bridge to all that. Um, that said, it was a lot of fun to watch. I can't wait for season two. Um, I'll kick off our our hopes and wants and expectations. I think we're gonna dig pretty far. Season two's got to be about broke works how far into it that's we'll go i don't think we'll get as far as alabasta but i think i don't know i uh i imagine they're going to be the the main threat of the season i hope we see i think we'll get the snow city whatever as like an episode or two that's gotta be in it and we gotta get fucking chopper i don't know how they're gonna do it but tony tony chopper is my hope and want and Oh, this is news slash expectation slash hope. The showrunner um, has been tweeting or whatever during the strike uh, um, saying they hoped that Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis would play the witch, uh, the witch. Uh, And she's game. It seems she said she was a fan, I believe, before this. Like, I think she was into the character. I'm into it, she said. So I, I think we'll get, I don't know what will be first. Maybe we'll spend some time in that city where Zoro like gets a new sword or whatever. Like, so it's I Smoker. That. Yeah. Smoker. I think we go Smoker, lo- Snow Log City. Town, Snow Log City. Town. And then we got to do. And then lo- it's Baroque Works, Baroque baby. Works, yeah. We're skipping the Giants. We have to. We have yeah, to skip I, the Giants. Okay. Anyways. I think to break it. Yeah. I think you guys are hitting on it. I think Log Town is going to be a big starting point because it is such a, a impact. I mean, that's, that's where the, the, the place where Gold, Gold Rogers, Rogers was executed. So I think we get a lot of history there. I think definitely Drum, Drum Island with, with Chopper, Tony Tony Chopper. We're going to spend time there. Yes. Little Garden I do think gets cut, but I think the stuff from Little Garden gets sprinkled into some of yeah, the other episodes. You have to meet Mr. Three, but man, I swear if we spend three episodes of his spitting a candle 
encoding yeah, everyone in wax. <laughs> Get rid of him. Give me more Bond Clay, baby. Give me more Mr. Two. I I appreciate Mr. Three. Like I feel like almost most of the num Mr. Numbers that we meet at first, I'm like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this villain. But then by the end, I'm like, oh yeah, no, 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 I like them a lot. I do think we get to Alabasta. I think it's. I think either we get more than eight episodes potentially, or uh, or they could cut some stuff down. A couple of works. We spend way less time in the desert. Uh, we spend a little bit of time with with eight, you know with with a, a certain figure that comes in uh, mm -hmm. from Luffy's past, and and I think uh, some other things happening there. Uh, but then, yeah, I think uh, then we ended up with a big battle in Alabasta. Okay. I I could see it probably getting maybe, that far, too. Maybe some of the, the, the well, political so, revolution is here's, maybe tamped down. I feel like that's I've, a lot yeah. to pack Here's in also what I'm War. thinking, is they <laughs> yeah. did about 60 episodes of anime uh -huh. in the first eight. So if you do another 60, that's 120, and Alabasta ends at 130. Okay. So yeah. I, I have a feeling that pr that's probably where it's going to cap at. All right. Uh, we talked a little bit about Tony Chopper. Tony, Tony Chopper. Let's fan cast right. him. Uh, Tony, Tony Chopper. I'm so sorry. How do we put So it's a execute? voice? It's I, just I a voice, right? Or do you think Big Buff One is a character? There is a, a Netflix series where there's a little boy with little antlers. Sweet um, Tooth. Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's how they do Tony, Tony Chopper. Oh, like kid, I, no, I don't. You know what I, no, what? no, no, no. I think they're full CGIing the little one and then the big one may that's be a too, human. That's too big a budget, my friend. That's I think prosthetics. We saw the fish, man. I think it's going to be a little mix. Some CGI. I think they'll do some, maybe, but I think it's going to be a mix of yeah. the two. Give you think it's going to be a Guillermo Toro puppet? No, I think it's going to be a guy with, like, a little kid, maybe. You think it's going to be a kid in a costume? No, I think it's going to be a kid, human looking for the most part. With some makeup, like the sheep guy in episode two. No, hmm. I and he's refuse. gonna have antlers. If he's not adorable, I riot. What if it's an adorable? I want the kid? CGI. If they can do like a rocket raccoon, like if they can do what they did with rocket raccoon, sure. right? Where it's like you really don't notice the fact they're talking to a CGI creature half the time. Give me if rocket. It, Let's it, cast rocket. Alex, they had a man. Oh. With whisk mouse whiskers and mouse ears on a hoodie, I think they're that gonna was use great. <laughs> that was great. He's a reindeer who ate a human human fruit. It's not a human who ate a reindeer fruit. Uh, I don't know. Oda's been cheeky about Chopper though. I don't know if you saw it. Like Oda, Oda's been doing like this is my uh, submission for how Chopper should look. It's basically just a realistic reindeer head on like a little <laughs> kid body. Like it's the funniest. Here's my thing. here's my pitch. Uh, no, uh, Danny DeVito doing <laughs> double duty. Oh, is he coming back as Phil for Hercules? I feel like he I is. saw that. So oh, he is. He is. What Digitally de age him. Get... It's just, his head. it's just his face. No, my bitch, we get we, this is where we get uh Patrick Wahlberg just oh, yeah. changed Tony's voice just a real deep. <laughs> oh my god, could you he plays the muscular version of Chopper? No, they get they get a young what? actor like uh uh who's young Sheldon or Jacob Tremblay. Don't get out of here. Stop. You're messing with fan... me. I know you are. We're all over the place now, but is it isn't there a fan thing about like the rock? Playing Tony yeah. Tony Chopper, there's like I believe I've seen be, this. Like, he'd be good for it. You know, he's hurt. Stop. He's hurting for roles. Stop. The, the DC hierarchy Stop. of power has changed. Not in his not favor. in his favor. <laughs> oh my god! Stop, oh, guys. It's man. gonna be cute. It's gonna be CGI or like a rocket raccoon. Don't don't do this to me. Uh, any other any other hopes for season two? I just need the sick 
fucking baroque work fights at the end as long yeah. as those are sick yeah. i'll be happy and um, man tony Cho- tony tony chopper's backstory is gonna break me uh, it's gonna break me so bad and i already know it's coming good point oh i'm so excited i'm excited yeah. as am i um i just have to screen share this this <laughs> Tommy God. just sent us uh this is uh, a fan a leaked i'm sold. photo of of the rock as tony, tony chop <laughs> are you shitting me i'm so but you know i think that's how they're gonna pull it off they're gonna have ranger nose makeup and maybe some ears and antlers that would someone. be if a human ate a reindeer fruit, I can't stress this enough. He's a reindeer who ate Tell a human, human show fruit. Runners. Tell it to the showrunners. I'm just saying practically how they're going to achieve it. I stand by it. I won't be happy with anything less. I think the fishermen are a good uh, pulling off point of like that's how they handled them. So I think they're going to try prosthetics first. If it really looks bad, then maybe they won't. They're going to get a child. He's so small. You need a toddler. Yeah. Or Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. He's the guy for it. hate this so much. Okay. Uh, I got a... What else we got? There's a lot of news, but before I get into that, there's a couple specific ones that I want to talk about in a new segment called and all that zazz. Uh, this is a new segment I pitched Alex that he did not agree to yet, but is uh, sp- specifically talk it. about Hollywood execs and all the stupid shit they're doing and uh, all the infuriating stuff they say. Um, David Zaslav, head of Warner Brothers Discovery. The whole debacle with Coyote versus Acme. Have you guys been following this at all? Yes. Unreal. Yeah, seen vaguely. Yeah. So for, for the listeners, uh, Warner Brothers announced that they were going to shelve another movie, put it away into the vault, like a la Batgirl tax and a la right Scoop off. to write it off for tax purposes, uh, despite the fact that there were other studios interested in purchasing, despite the fact that it's written by James Gunn, the head of their DC Films unit now, uh, despite the fact that it's been testing well with audiences. Uh, and now David Zaslav is being, or there's a senator, I, I believe that's calling on the FTC there was, to there was investigate him. For, yeah. They got a lot of pushback when they announced it this time. And mm-hmm. so they they put it up for bid against other studios could buy it. And like five studios were like, yeah, 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 we'll buy this from you. So like yeah. it wasn't – it's just showing their lack of uh, um, understanding of an audience almost. Like they mm-hmm. didn't think they'd get any sort of negative feedback off of writing off another movie. Just horrible. After it's done, I, I – there's a bit of me that understands like canceling a movie early in production or, or mm-hmm. like, but to cancel it after it's done is just cool. like insane. And right after the writer strike ending too, it was like, it was like almost this double yes. slap in the face where it's like, all right, we're back. Also, we're going to shove all this sh- stuff just to let you know. Getting rid of all this shit mm-hmm. though. Yeah. But so uh, there's you know, Congress is potentially going to investigate him or the FTC is like, yeah. Cause it's, um, I don't know, bad business practice, tax fraud. Pick, pick I think it's something with the tax issues yeah. more than anything. How should they get a write-off for this almost? Yeah. Um, so that's all I got for all that zazz uh, today. So we can talk that's about... That's good. It worked. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hone the segment as we go. Um, but for news in general, two quick ones. One, uh, Brainiac has been announced as the main villain in Superman Legacy. That's exciting. Oh, Doom Part it. 2 bumped up, up to March 1. Oh. 
Hey. They moved it up 14 days. They said, you know what? You guys deserve those 14 Dude, days. Coming coming early next year. Stupid. It's it's all it, don't let them fool you. It's way later than it should have been. <laughs> uh, and then this is the one I want to talk about. Uh, there is a live ad action adaptation for The Legend of Zelda that has been announced. And they announced the voice as Chris Pratt. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever p played a Zelda game all the way through. I, I get so that, I'm though. I, I'm, franchise. I'm like a what newer are, fan of Zelda. I couldn't feel? get into him as a kid. But the new, the latest one is, is maybe one of the best video games I've ever played. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a franchise that people have always, when you think of like, Nintendo properties, yeah. like people have always been like, "Oh, I want a TV show, I want a movie." Zelda is one of the first that people say because it fits. It's fantasy. It fits into a vibe. There's very clear pictures for people. I'm and a it's... little nervous by who's who's doing it all, but that's just me. And uh, who's attached? I, to I'm it? always gonna be nervous. Uh, Derek Connolly is set to write the script. Previously written, Jurassic World and Detective Pikachu. Ooh. Two infallible <laughs> movies. <laughs> so <laughs> bulletproof resume. Hey, Detective right there, Pikachu dude. was pretty good. Was Jurassic World. That was the Pikachu one that did really bad. well, right? It did do well. It did uh, very yeah. well. So you know, I'm, I'm Jurassic not... World was really bad though. <laughs> so well, and the, the big one is the producer. They got yeah. Avi, uh, which uh, I have thoughts on yeah. because of Marvel, of course. Uh, okay. So I totally lost my train of thought. So we can move on. Okay. What are we talking uh, about? I think that there, I've, there's been some fan casts, uh, people want, wanting Hunter oh, Schaefer from uh, Euphoria to play Zelda. Yeah. I saw someone I that was like, they could play Zelda and Link. Um, so <laughs> I think what's great about this, similar to like a Mario, but maybe even more, is like the games have so much lore and story, but there's not like a strict storyline that if they don't follow people are going to be like pissed about so I, I i'm excited i think they could do some wild and crazy things with it that'll be cool is there a, a what st game might you guys want to see oh be i know my there's a lot but i think i think breath of the wild is the one that like That's it's fun. so hot right now it's oh. the one everyone knows it's a cool storyline no you mean I think there's some kingdom other or breath of well, Breath they of the Wild was the first one. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And then, okay. yeah, they're connected. No, I know they are, but that you, so you're saying that's the, but you, yeah. okay. I think you got to start with the, yeah. you can't jump, you can't jump to Goblet of Fire. Like you got to start with the, the first book. You were like, it. everyone's talking about it right now. I was like, there's a whole new mm -hmm. game out. And I don't know if everyone's talking about well, it right now. Yeah, yeah, As fair. a story. I see, I guess I see your point. Yeah, yeah. I Thank you, Evan. <laughs> wanted to be Ocarina of Time. We just wrapped up Loki. Yeah. We loved yeah timey wimey bendy yeah. uh, wibbly wobbly give me the, bendy stuff but don't give me one. multiverse but just, you could do it right? i imagine it'll be breath of the wild but I a wind so. waker would be cool oh. i don't know how they would do that because oh, i don't, know, yeah, I don't even know the story i just re remember how <laughs> those games aesthetic. looked yeah it was great yeah uh Majority's Mask would be wild. Mm. That could be a good one. A that could be a fun one, though. See, but this is there also could be a whole multiverse, multiverse link. They could take elements yeah. from all these games and almost make like its own story. Yeah. I feel like why I think Breath Two is the director I believe did the Maze Runner series, and that feels more of the Breath of the Wild mm. uh, y land that's this dystopia. Yeah, I like Maze Runner. Don't don't call me a, a, a weirdo. Who do we want to see in the roles? Let's okay. 
I got a little, I, I don't got know that there's fake. more characters. There's Zelda, there's Link, and let's go Ganon. Can we get Matt Mercer to somehow play Ganondorf? He's oh, the voice Matt of Mercer. him. Oh, he's uh, uh, he okay. runs Critical gotcha, Role. Gotcha. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's plays got, Ganondorf in okay. the new. Okay. He's the voice. <laughs> okay, we got three roles to cast each. Zard, you filled up a spot with Matt Mercer for Ganon. Uh, okay. Do you want to fill Wait. out the rest of your roster? Or no, no, we'll each do one. We'll each do one. We'll each do one. Let's let's go Ganon. Tommy, you have one. Tommy D. Tommy, do you have a Ganondorf? Um, Patrick. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> good. Link. Uh, <laughs> that's a nice sword you got there. Um, uh, I think I would go. I think I feel like I always fan cast this guy and things, but he's just, he's on a hot streak. Adam Driver, I think, would be perfect for the role. <laughs> oh yeah, have you seen God, his I, body? In, uh, I literally yeah. said, is he going to say Adam Driver? And I was like, no, that can't be who. You've well, seen yeah, his torso in Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> you do I feel good with that. Too. I think that one actually fits a lot better than whatever else. He's going to bulk up, but that's fine. Um, he's pretty you know, beefy in Star Wars. He is a little lean, but, you know. Okay, um... I'm trying around. to think who would do Link well. I'm having a tough time though. What about a Zelda? Let's. I'll throw one out yeah, there. Yeah, hit me. Thomas Brody Singster. Uh, I believe he was in Game of Thrones. Uh, maybe a little older, but but I. Who I did he play like in he could... Game of Thrones? Oh, okay. He's also the voice of Ferb and uh, Phidias and Ferb. Oh, well. oh, okay. Wait, I think I know who you're talking about. We're... Maze Runner. He was he in was Maze in Runner. Ma- I was about to say okay. he was in Maze Runner. <laughs> He could be a little older, but you know how Hollywood does these things. So I don't even know mm-hmm. how old Link it. Well, he's probably like thousands of years old technically. But mm-hmm. uh, hmm, I just you know what? I'm not good with young actors too much. Yeah. I know right. more old. I'll ones. go. I, I've got a serious one, and then all right, I've got a less serious one. And Let's hear serious... it. Okay, if it were a Wind Waker, I'd go with Jacob Tremblay. Stop! I hate you. What if? What if it's? What if it's a Breath of the Wild? I'd go Barry uh, Keoghan. Keoghan. I don't know how to say his last name. Oh Keoghan. yeah. Uh, Ke- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Banshees of Inisherin. And yeah, and he, more recently, he plays Saltburn. He plays the Joker. The Joker in, the, in uh, the Batman. He's in Eternals. He's he's good. Yeah, he's a great actor. He's, he's on the come up. It's a hot streak too. Yeah. Or Jacob Lordy. He's probably too tall. He's too tall. He's, <laughs> he's way, way too, too tall. tall. He could be a hot Ganon. <laughs> <laughs> If they go a totally different route. <laughs> Whoa. Kind of agree with this, Ganon. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's say Hunter Schaefer's off the table for Zelda. We we need no, to bring a, an alternative. Oh, and then I got another fan cast we need to we need to do. Oh my god, why are different. we fa- we never do this around here, Tommy? I'm just so sorry for all the homework. Uh I don't know. Who are you who are you casting? Uh the Zendaya. I called it. That's the winner. All right. Um I feel like said, I would again. Right. I'm going older. I'm going older, but like uh, Anna Taylor Joy. I think oh. we're mostly on looks for these. But okay. like, well, looks are important. She's a, she, yeah. that's a good pick, though. That's a good pick. That is a great. Could pick. you imagine playing Princess Peach and Princess Zelda? Like that's <laughs> all the princesses. It's crazy, actually. Uh, Alex, you'll like this one. Emily Rudd. Oh no, yeah, great pick. Oh she, my she'd god. Be good. I'm so mad I didn't think of it. What's What's the actress of Nami? Uh, throw Emily. Throw, yeah. throw her in there. Yeah. God, how did I forget? I don't think I have a better pick than Hunter Schaefer. I think no, she's she role. looks great yeah. for it. Uh, um, oh, so the other fan cast I think we got to do, and this is tied in with some news, is 
recently, uh, word on the street is Pedro Pascal has the role of Reed Richards in the MCU. <laughs> Tommy's going to be... <laughs> Are you mad about that? No. uh, Oh, have you been avoiding that? uh, One of the members of this panel, one of the members of this panel uh, decided to combat me over the fact that it was official. And I said, it's not official until Marvel says. I go, no, no, these links are official, baby. I feel like the reporting on it has been very sloppy from... (laughs) And granted, most of the sources I, I see are discussing that. film and culture crave. It sounds like it's, it sounds like it's in as long as his scheduling for Last of Us mm. and everything else. Works. This is the, uh, but the it's not official. This is the uh, third official casting we've announced on the podcast mm. for him. It's a little bit of a, a younger choice, perhaps, for the role, but I could also see Inaki Godoy as Reed Richards. Yes, previous experience as a stretchy guy. Yes, actor of Monkey. He's in. He's, He's in. got it. He's yeah. I I think Pedro Pascal could do it. He's a good actor, but he he's is. almost what? He's too. He's too of the moment. It feels very much like that's yeah. Like that, they're not yeah, actually yeah. casting for. I mean, if, I'm sure they they could do it well, but it feels like seems... a reaction to all the criticism they've been getting lately. They're like, yeah. no, 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 look, we got everyone's favorite guy. Everyone's fa- he's favorite, yeah. Look, yeah. look what we brought. It's Pedro. So that's that's the news I got. Anything you guys want to talk about? Doesn't matter. It's been fun. More One Piece? Just kidding. Oh god. I need more. Guys, I have so many. I need you to catch yeah. up. So I, I can talk okay, to I've, people about this stuff. I, I do have a question for you, Tommy. Uh, before I dug into One Piece the anime, before I watched the live action, um, before the series came out, there was all the lead up to it, and I saw clips of where they're at currently he's in anime not, there's a he's not thing. there currently but I, you are you talking about gear five? gear five what is all that shit <laughs> i've heard i've heard i know I, that's one thing that i have been uh i'm not i will say i'm not there yet but oh, i know that's a little so bit more about the gears. Tell me episodes <laughs> wait no no no, no. but evan you realize the reason we were hearing about that is because it was just animated that week like the reason it was oh, news yeah. is it was you guys it was way... 1100 or something like it wasn't like the reason we had heard about it then is because it had just been animated but man i'm not gonna lie gear five oh, yeah. plus yeah. the live action oh, made me, i know i was that's like i gotta I'm... see yeah. what's going on that, yeah I will warn you though, stay away from it. That's that's deep stuff that if you guys start exploring that stuff, you're gonna start diving into something. I just want to art it's sick. Yeah. Are you in into any of the gear stuff? Like what is what is the gear system? Also, I I hear there's he can't tell us. I don't wanna know. It's so much yeah. Uh, I will say I'm at gear four. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you just blew my mind. I thought you were gonna be on gear one or two. Um, okay. No, I'm at and it there's a lot of even talk about this live action there's so many different things that are introduced power other powers other things are introduced that uh is teased in the live action that i can't really talk about because i don't want to spoil you guys uh so just get on the ride okay. there's a lot out there Come yeah, along and i'm gonna ask you another question about like just like you know yeah. some of the lingo i've heard i hear there's a time jump how far out from the time jump are we <laughs> Good Spoilers! Question. All he's gonna answer is he has seen the time jump. I have seen the time. Give me a range. Jump. No, like a quarter. No, of the I don't way want it. to know. I it's, don't want to know. I want to be surprised. It's so funny. Yeah, just let it come when. Because then, if you know, then you're gonna be like, "Oh, it's coming it's now." Coming. It's you, coming. You will, okay. 
Um, because I was I did Some not know this. Lingo. I did not I did not know a time jump was a thing. And so when I'm watching, I'm just casually watching, and I'm like, he was. What shook. are we doing here? He, I only knew about it because people would always compare Naruto to Naruto Shippuden to the One Piece time skip, and I was like, oh, I don't know what mm. that means at all. Yeah, I know. I think part yeah. of what made me want to get into One Piece was the FOMO. I was like, the lore. Oh, gear jump. Oh, gear yeah. five time jump. I was like, whoa, tell oh, me more. What are the more. kids talking about these days? Once One Piece is done, we might have to do a, like, a, another one. A, a recap. Deep dive yeah. Because, honestly because there is so much like lore and so much. like I could spend six hours talking about all the things and how it's... I tell Alex, I've watched a couple videos on, on how it potentially could end. And I, I feel confident these videos might be correct we, on what I know, too. We're going to need the full Tommy breakdown. We'll do a proper One Piece anime coverage episode. Full breakdown. I do want to say, I, I've seen in the comments on our TikToks, people really appreciate our our uh, your uh, coverage of the Vox Machina stuff in in our podcast. Yeah, and so we're gonna we want that, Lauren. Once once uh, One Piece wraps up, I gotta be king of the king podcast. Of the podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm the official. Hey! <laughs> that was fun actually. Waiting till the end. Yeah, we all have it on. <laughs> it's our straw hats. Oh my god. Okay, so. <sighs> I'm going to wrap us up. We got anything else here? Or are we done? <laughs> I'm all good. All right. Tommy, thank you so much for coming. We didn't even mention it at the top, and I'm so sorry. But Tommy, it, we'll link it. Tommy has a great podcast. If you're into anything Marvel, Star Wars, it is called Stark Wars. Him and our good buddy uh, Michael O'Rear run it. Um, they're up to date on everything. Marvel's, Loki, go check it out. We talk a lot of uh, uh, about these things. If you want to talk more about them, it's a wonderful podcast to check that stuff out. Mm -hmm. Lively debate, great guests. A couple of years ago, we talked about Invincible on their podcast. A couple of years ago. Can you believe yeah. that? That was 2021. I want to say 21, maybe. 21. Um, and coming up soon, I don't know, whenever this series wraps up, we'll be covering Invincible Season 2. With Star Wars co-host Tommy's co-host, right. uh, so keep her out for that. But yeah, thank well. you for coming, Tommy, and uh, uh, you know, was setting sail with us on yeah, the open seas of the podcasting. Of course, anytime. Uh, I'll, I'll do a, a call call off. What did they, the thing they did at the end? Like a you never put your boot on the time. Ready for this? I didn't understand it at first. It was just because Sanji did it first, and he doesn't use his hands. He put his boot in. Oh, okay. Right. It's classic. It's classic classic okay i'm gonna wrap us up if Do you've it. been uh uh enjoying two dudes please check out our other episodes on apple spotify and on youtube you can follow us at two dudes watch cartoons on both instagram and tiktok and don't forget to rate and review leave a like a comment uh thanks for thanks for joining us again that will do it for this episode of two dudes watch cartoons we will catch you next time two dudes watch cartoons Hell yeah. I like knocked everything over and when I did, <laughs> went to lift my leg, I was like. <laughs>